Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Welcome to K-Wave. I'm Hong Bin Jung, your South Korean living right here in Singapore, bringing you all you have to know about the Hallyu fever or the Korean wave. And this Singapore talent and marketing agency wants to be the next big thing in Asia. They're home to 45 artists, producers, models, and content creators, including Soren and Sinyeon from CLC, Yubin from Wonder Girls, and hip-hop artist Juno Flow. It's wild. And joining me today on K-Wave is the founder and CEO himself, Leonard Lim. Before setting up Wild, he worked in the music and entertainment industry for seven years as a model, as well on the business side before going 100% entrepreneur with the network he acquired. Leonard, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so for our listeners here that may not know what Wild is, let's just start off with the company. What do you guys do? So Wild is a hybrid entertainment group. Mm -hmm. We have three divisions to our company. Okay. The first division is a record label. Mm -hmm. Um, We're the home to seven recording artists on the record label. The second one is a management division. Mm -hmm. So we have 45 different entertainers, Mm -hmm. Sideways 360. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is a MCN, a global talent division. So we do a lot of uh, influencer marketing there. Okay, okay. And I just want to know more about this company. How did you start this company? What inspired you to do so? That's a good question. I kind of I kind of fell into it. Okay. It was kind of pre-pandemic and a lot of the work that I was doing was around entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, I was lucky enough to, to garner a reputation in the Korean entertainment space mm-hmm. because of, you know, the work that I was facilitating around K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that was you know, assisting with the English speaking, you know, entertainers in Korea Mm -hmm. with finding work in Southeast Asia and America. And so I worked very closely with, you know, JYP, uh, Cube Entertainment, Mm -hmm. um, YG to find and, you know, good work, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for these entertainers. And then I was lucky enough to sign uh, my first artist. Mm -hmm. From there, we experienced massive growth. Thanks to, uh, you know, the birth of TikTok's popularity during that time and that, that became our specialty. So along with managing my first artist um, and creating the entity Wild, I was then able to consult for a lot of these big K-pop agencies as well. From there, over the pandemic period, I was able to sign, you know, one good artist per week or one good content creator per week. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of snowballed, put our head down and, and experienced pretty good growth over the last like two and a half years. I mean, for you to set up this company, right? Is it hard for, you know, content creators who are speaking English or, you know, artists to make it in South Korea or in Southeast Asia? You know, I think the the whole reason why we set this up in the first place or why I decided it was something I really wanted to pursue is I found there was a lot of underrepresentation for Southeast Asians in mm-hmm. Korea. Okay. I think that in the entertainment industry, at no fault of anyone other than, you know, where the attention goes mm-hmm. is, you know, because of K-pop, K-drama, um, Koreans born and raised, they, they get favored in that industry. Right. So what I want to do is give good representation to a lot of my network, a lot of my friends who are in entertainment, but not born and raised in Korea. And so that was challenging. And I through all of that, I realized okay, a lot of the support from for K-pop and K-drama were coming from Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And I still happen to be from Singapore. Mm-hmm. So that I put two and two together, I realized, okay, well, if Southeast Asia is willing to support K-drama and K-pop so much, mm-hmm. 
they're just waiting for the next opportunity to support their own. Okay. You know, so I feel like there's so much talent in this side of the world. It's just, um, you know, hopefully we can be that go-to reputation when it comes to good representation. Okay. Okay. So I'm just wondering, since you have a lot of, since you started with your friends and you wanted to help out with your, your friends from other countries to make it in South Korea, why South Korea? What was the reason behind their, I want to make it big in South Korea? Actually, it was friends in South Korea mm-hmm. making it outside of South Korea. Okay. So, you know, what ends up happening was there was a lot of, let's say, you know, uh, Indonesians, Malaysians, Singaporeans, Americans living in Korea, mm-hmm. but then weren't able to kind of have good representation for them as foreigners in Korea. Okay. So what we would end up doing is, you know, utilizing the resources in Korea to service their audiences back in their home countries. Mm -hmm. And so that's what became our specialty over a year before we moved to Singapore. Mm -hmm. Now that we're in Singapore, there's been a shift in the business to focus more on the music side, Mm -hmm. firstly, but also to find and service the really talented people in Southeast Asia to make it on a global scale. Okay, okay. But, I mean, WILD, it aims to help Southeast Asian creators, you know, find means to dip their feet in the South Korean entertainment market, right? Um, Or initially. Why this link between South Korea and Southeast Asia? I think South Korea is, you know, most would say is the number one Asian market right now, Mm -hmm. um, especially in entertainment. Okay. And so there's a lot we can learn with what they've created over the last 20 years. The culture they created in K-pop mm-hmm. is amazing. And it's, it's all because of one, you know, um, consistency, mm-hmm. consistency, talent, marketing. Those are the three things. And I think that, you know, other regions around this area, like Thailand, especially in the last, you know, year or so, I've seen a lot of idol culture come out mm-hmm. from Thailand. Mm-hmm. And I think, it's quickly being adapted in the Southeast Asian regions because we're so aware of idol culture and we're accepting of idol culture, which is what Korea created. Okay, okay. So how are you, I mean, I guess the whole idol idea, how are you bringing this Korean wave to Southeast Asia or vice versa? How are you bringing Southeast Asia to South Korea? Well, what we try to do is have a good combination of Western and Asian representation in my company. So it's not full on idol culture that we put into, you know, our, how we represent okay. and how we market our artists and, and creators. I think um, for our artists, it's more about learning from how these idols have come to, to be known on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's becoming difficult because honestly, it takes a long time mm-hmm. for it took a long time for K-pop to, you know, um, to really make it in America. Right. And I would only say over the last like four or five years has it been really commercialized. Mm-hmm. Now, what still hasn't been really done is East Asians in making music in English and making it in America. Okay. And so I think what we're doing with South Korea is we're learning a lot mm-hmm. and we're, um, we're maintaining that facilitation and the resources that we mm-hmm. have from South Korea because that was originally the base mm-hmm. to learn, to learn and to cooperate um, with you know the resources we have in South Korea mm-hmm. to have them exposed and hopefully you know have some music in English from okay. East Asians that I actually appreciate on a global scale. Is it hard? I mean, what kind of challenges do you foresee when doing that? It's very hard, mainly because what you're trying to do is is 
influence a change in in culture a little bit yeah you know have have there been any there's been a few i get i guess definitely that have made it on a global scale from singapore malaysia philippines thailand indonesia but these are very very local markets mm-hmm. so like the ones that do well the good artists from these countries they're you know 90 percent of the audience is from their home country mm-hmm. as opposed to artists that make it in k-pop or mm-hmm. in america their main audience can be from anywhere mm-hmm. and so yeah i think we just focus on the quality of our music the quality of our media the quality of our marketing mm-hmm. and um, try to create a a consistent and reputable brand from this region mm-hmm. with artists that have an international appeal mm-hmm. with influence from k-pop marketing mm-hmm. and k-pop you know resources and hopefully that works so speaking of which your current roster you guys already have some of korea's top stars as well including soren Yeon, and juno four how are you bringing their influence of how you or the korean wave to the global stage so these guys i think what we're trying to do what we're trying to focus on is tapping into regions that they haven't tapped into before okay you know they've already had a lot of experience in k-pop mm-hmm. you know we also have you've been uh, mm-hmm. from the wonder girl yeah. yeah and she's she's been in the industry for about 15 20 years mm-hmm. you know a very long time and so i think k-pop and, and being k-pop they've experienced the max mm-hmm. you know yeah. what we're trying to do is give them a different a different side of entertainment or open up another mm-hmm. door that they haven't experienced before to see if like, that catches on mm-hmm. you know and there is no secret source when it comes to music and music marketing these days you know a a lot of people would argue that you know platforms like tiktok dictate Mm -hmm. the billboard charts and they're right yeah because you know whatever comes like first to mind in music is what we spend most of our days on Mm -hmm. and at the moment that's the social platform Mm -hmm. tiktok instagram youtube so you know we spend a lot of our time on these platforms to kind of understand the the algorithm and the psychology behind it to give out how artists are you know, an edge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for, for the cable artists we already have, I think it's more giving them resources on in Southeast Asia and America. Mm. Okay, okay. And, you know, there's no doubt growing popularity in K-pop. There's K-drama, K-reality. And these Korean celebrities, they're already taking the global stage more and more. So Wild also manages several creators and artists here in Southeast Asia as well as in Singapore. So how will you help them get the same type of exposure and recognition as K-pop? Everything starts with how you manage your brand online. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is, you know, we have... We have some creators and artists locally here, mm-hmm. but a big majority of their their audience is actually from the U.S. Mm. and they've never been to the U.S. Okay. So it's more about understanding what different regions like when it comes to music, when it mm-hmm. comes to media, when it comes to what they they want in regards to their uh, artist or creator that they they want to follow. Mm-hmm. It comes down to yeah. Um, if they like this stuff and, and if it's culturally acceptable in mm-hmm. America. If you look at, you know, what's trending in America as opposed to Indonesia, as opposed to, you know, Japan, mm-hmm. Korea, it's all completely different. Mm. And I think targeting and cooperating with people who are successful in those regions are very important, but also understanding and consistently aiming mm-hmm. music and content in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understanding that, mm-hmm. you can operate from anywhere. You don't physically have to be 
in that place. Okay. You spent quite some time in South Korea and you're, you know, you still have your company in South Korea as well. What have you learned about the entertainment industry there and what do you see working here in Singapore or in Southeast Asia? I think that South Korea is a very, it's a difficult market, yeah. especially as a foreigner, you know, having a company in South Korea. I think they'll, you know, it's, Korea appreciates the value that you bring, you know, to Korea um, from Southeast Asia. It's just yeah. that's very limited, yeah. you know, because Korea has the most powerful brands in entertainment, mm-hmm. in, you know, in beauty and everything. Mm-hmm. So it is very hard to compete. We just have to, mm-hmm. we have to create our own brand out here in Southeast Asia that can, that can rival, okay. you know, what Korea has. Mm-hmm. That takes a very long time, you know, so... Like I said, it's all about consistency and quality over a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. And what I focus on with Wild is is growth. We focus on always bettering our resources mm-hmm. as a company and also bettering our talents mm-hmm. because that over a long period of time shows you know how uh, it strengthens the brand reputation of the company and mm-hmm. and what we're capable of doing. Okay. Okay. So ultimately, what's your goal for Wild? Um, I'd like to be first to name first to name brand uh, when it comes to entertainment within the region. Okay. So that's you know Southeast Asia wide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, we're only in Singapore and mm-hmm. the Philippines in Southeast Asia, but I think that you know with good music and and good artists and a good strategy, mm-hmm. hopefully be in all of the other regions, being Thailand, uh, Indonesia, mm-hmm. and Malaysia very soon. Mm-hmm. And we're always on the outlook for like new and good prospects awesome so what are your future plans for wild then what's the next big thing you're working on we have um some pretty we have some pretty big song releases Mm -hmm. that are upcoming from the philippines okay um so that'll release in the next two months Mm -hmm. um and then we have obviously a lot of music coming out for soren for haven Mm -hmm. um we have you know, a couple of new signings that will probably happen towards Q3, Q4 mm-hmm. of this year, which we're really excited about. We're very happy to call Singapore our home base. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we feel very at home here and we have some very strong Singaporean talents. It's just, I think that, yeah, we would love to expand to Thailand by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I think Thailand is the next market, in my opinion. Thailand and the Philippines, either or, would be the next big market to match Korea. Okay. It wouldn't be Japan. I think Japan has its own thing yeah. going on for the last like 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. But I think in regards to on a global scale, mm-hmm. you're looking at Thailand and Philippines. Oh, wow. Okay. So for our listeners here, where can we follow your stuff? Do we go on Instagram at Sign by Wild? Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at Sign by Wild. Um, you can find us on the web, teamwildent.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you guys also have a YouTube channel. About we do. We have a YouTube channel. That stuff uh, will be more active um, in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. It's mainly like behind the scenes and and fun stuff from all our artists and talents. But yes, follow us on the YouTube channel. You can search us up Wild Channel, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll pop up. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Leonard, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We've been speaking to Leonard Lim, who is the founder and CEO of Wild. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been K-Influencer on K-Wave, right here on MoneyFM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. 
Available on Google Play or the App Store.